0: Log Talk Radio.
1: Welcome once again to the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour, brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Serial Company in Forestville, California, and online at LuckyMojo.com. I'm your announcer, Reverend James of FolkConjure.com in North Carolina, and in just a moment, we'll be joined by our co-hosts, Catherine Ironwood of LuckyMojo.com in Forestville, California, and Conjureman of ConjuremanConsulting.com in Mission Viejo, California. This week, we welcome a special guest from the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, Reverend Art of folkconjure.com in Western North Carolina, bringing us today's topic on how to bless strangers. They will take your calls and offer advice to address, ameliorate, and remediate your questions and problems about love, money, career, and spiritual protection using traditional African-American folk magic practices of voodoo, or root work as defined and prescribed by the greatest spiritual Voodooists of our time. You can learn a lot just by listening, but if you're selected from among those who signed up at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and called into the show, then you'll be on the air and receive a free consultation. We'll be going to the phones in just a moment, but first, let's catch up with our co-hosts, Catherine Ironwood and Conjureman. Miss Cat.
2: Hi, thank you, James, for that nice introduction. Um, how are things today? We have both of you guys. One is the announcer and the other is the guest. So I think things must be pretty busy in North Carolina right now. Is that right?
1: They are. They are. Um, Besides the frigid cold that we've had lately that has frozen our pipes a few times, um, we've been, of course, working on candles and um, working on our website. But we have also been working on a... Oracle style deck that will be going to the printers very soon, and hopefully I will be able to announce that officially in next week.
2: Oh, wonderful. My gosh, that sounds fantastic. You know me, I'm a big fan of Oracle decks and all kinds of decks, and I know so is a conjurman because he's the one who came with the idea of, of us doing an Oracle hour once a month. So, I think the best thing to do is to have you guys on the Oracle Hour and talk about that. That'll be neat.
1: That's not a bad idea.
2: Yeah, I think that'll be wonderful. Um, Well, I'm glad to hear that. Um, Things around here, I've been uh, working on dream books lately. If you all follow me on Facebook or Instagram, you'll see that at least once a week and sometimes twice a week, I've been publishing photos of old dream books from my collection and um since the descriptions in Instagram are shortened because you can't put as many words in Instagram as in Facebook, and there's actually more words about these dream books, and they will be coming out as a web page at your weight and fate in due time, but I am pretty much committed that I will be doing. A dream book and fortune teller which will be um, compiled from the best of the best since I have such a huge collection they vary a lot but many of them have similar contents and they've been kept in print because they're very popular since at least the 1850s so I'm going to be uh, working on that um, in due time and I uh, it's kind of fun just sort of going through them. Nagashiva has been working on the Dragon Money webpage, which I think I've spoken of before. This will be yeah. out before the uh, Lunar Asian New Year on February 10th. Usually when we do a Patreon page, we wait a whole year before we release them to the public. But every once in a while, like with Professor Seward, we do a, a an early release. So this is going to be a Patreon page probably for about one week, and then it'll be released to the public. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Everyone can find out about, in the year of the dragon, they can find out about dragon money, which is particularly lucky. Now, I have one other thing to announce, which is that um, we have a winner, two winners, I should say, for Facebook Fridays for January 19th, 2024. And this is the Hoodoo Heritage Festival book collection, which is comprised of one copy of the black folder and one copy of the red folder. And these are books of flyers that came out during Hoodoo Heritage Festivals. I'm also working, by the way, on our third festival compilation book, and that'll be out sometime this summer. So save your shekels, as Stanley used to say. Um, So the winners are... Lindsay Brooke Chamberlain, what a name, wow, Mm -hmm. Lindsay Brooke Chamberlain and Rita Callahan, and they have each won a pair of these books, and uh, all they have to do is respond to the message from the Lucky Mojo Facebook page and send us their mailing address for shipping purposes, and as always, I have to warn people, if you get messages from some Crazy Faco, who says you need to give your credit card to win your prize, that's a scam, right? Not true. You don't have to give your credit card to win your prize. We only need your address. (laughs) Okay. Um, And so let's see what's going on with Conjurman. How are things with you, hon?
3: Things are are going quite well. Uh, 2024 is off to a pretty good start so far. Uh, Still continuing the trend of of people coming in and trying to set the tone for 2024. Lots of success work, lots of planning work. People have some big dreams for the year, big dreams. People want to become famous and people want to become rich and people want to find true love. And they're they're setting the, the intention now. So lots of work around that. Lots of interesting client work in that regards. People are, are very committed. I think twenty two. Uh, as as much as we joke about January being a sort of a civil new year, not the real new year which is in spring, uh, <laughs> I do like that there is a there's a hopeful tone to January that people do feel. Uh, they haven't been worn down yet. They're starting anew. They're starting fresh. They're going, look, 2023 was a year for the books. Let's put it behind us and look, look, look forward to something good. So lots of work in that regard. In fact, this past week, I just did some work for drawing the love for clients into so the house smells of come to me incense and it smells very, very good throughout the house. I always really enjoy doing uh, these sort of positive uplifting works because it then makes the house smell nice and even energetically the entire location feels very good to be in right now.
2: All right. Well, um, as usual, I do have your, when you say something, it often gives me a thought for a comment and um mm. I do have a thought for a comment. The kind of clients, which is, you know, we sometimes talk about varying by week. I've mm-hmm. been having a um, a very interesting group of callers um, this time. And they have been um, asking about job changes. I think this week mm-hmm. it's mostly been job changes, even changing fields, from restaurants to real estate from IT to home crafting really remarkable job changes career changes a lot of that going on maybe it's because it's winter people want to just start over again <laughs> so it's been a it's been what I've been feeling in the wind and I've been trying to do my best to serve people my best reading of the uh, of the week was a woman who had last spoken to me 13 years earlier. And I had predicted certain things. She never called me back, but she called me for something else. And she goes, Oh, by the way, what you told me 13 years ago, all of it came true. And I said, well, thanks very much for letting me know. It was sort of funny. Um, that happens to me enough times that it, it makes me feel pretty good about myself as a reader. That people would remember a reading I gave them thirteen years ago is um pretty much a makes me feel good. Makes me feel very nice to know that people keep that stuff in mind. And though I will tell you there's a reading that I got probably 20, no, 30 years ago now, 30 years ago, and I could almost recite word for word what that woman told me. And it all came true, too. So I guess if they come true, you do remember the readings. Anyway, so I just had to add that as far as what people are looking for right now in my experience. All right. Well, let's bring in our guest, Reverend Art. And um, I cannot say enough about what a wonderful person Reverend Art is, uh, a guy who has so much to give to the occult community, a radio presenter, uh, planner, thinker, helper, and of course a very good reader partner of Reverend James our announcer so welcome to the show, Reverend Art. How are you today?
3: welcome welcome
4: I am doing swimmingly how how you know, it's it's fantastic to be here. It's actually been a year since the last time I had a chance to join you in Conjuremen as a guest and I'm I'm thrilled to be back.
2: Wow, a whole year. A well we ought to have you right on now. a little bit more often than that. But you've been busy with your own show. Why don't you tell folks just a little bit about your show? Um and then we'll get to the topic of, of this week.
4: Oh, Mystics, Mages, and Magical Places, honestly, it's been such a labor of love. Um, We've had so many wonderful guests on, you know, and we really try to kind of showcase the different aspects of spirituality, different viewpoints, different, you know, experiences that, that people can go through, you know, while trying to find their own path. Um, That's one of the main things that, you know, when I bring somebody new on, especially their first appearance on, we talk about, you know, how did they get on their path? Because so many struggle with, you know, am I doing this right? Should I be doing this? Should I be doing that? You know, they wander into a bookstore and they look at all these books on the shelf and go, oh, my gosh, you know, where do I even begin? You know, and really we try to bring – some Some clarity to that, but you know we also we love you know sharing knowledge you know we've we've talked about crystals, we've talked about herbs we've talked about haunted places um we've done our very popular reading shows, which those you know that's a little opportunity that Reverend James and I have loved to have you know to give back to our listeners uh kind of what we're doing tomorrow um little prequel announcement, I guess, on that is, you know, we're doing magical coaching on the air tomorrow. Um, giving wonderful. people a chance to ask their questions, ask those things, you know, that, that you know, this book says this, this book says that, you know, I've, I've read 18 Facebook messages that say 18 different things. Well, we'll try to cut through some of that. Um, but, you know, it's it's really a showcase of the people, the guests that come on. Um, there's so many wonderful individuals in this community and giving them, giving the listeners a chance to get to know them and kind of build that relationship is mostly the key to, to what we're, we try to accomplish.
2: Well, it's a very admirable um, goal and it does a great service to the community. You guys really bring people together Um, There are so many people in the uh, hoodoo community, the occult community, Hmm. who, um, you know, people get into these little silos, you know, where you just know the people you know. And one of the things that your show does, Mystics, Mages, and Magical Places, really brings in people from different um, groups, you know, and they Get to talk about who they are, what they teach, what they think, what they believe, and what they produce for the public, or what they, um, how they counsel people. It's a really interesting show. I recommend it highly, and it's um, a, it's a good, it's a good place to learn about different people and different paths. That's what's so interesting about it. So many different paths. All right. Well, um, I'm gonna do a little lead in for today's topic. So today's topic is how to bless strangers. And um, this is kind of an interesting idea. People often think about blessing their loved ones, and we've done plenty of shows on that. Now by loved ones, I mean how to bless your mate, children, your cousins, your siblings, um, those are the near ones and dear ones that you might bless. You also might bless those in your um immediate care circle a coworker who's taken sick or um coworker who has go, is going through something caring for a an elder and it's a struggle for them and you want to bless them. Those are friends. Mm-hmm. Then we go beyond that blessing strangers really means blessing. An entire town, an entire uh, acreage of animals that are strangers to you, and I always include animals with people in these yes. blessings because you know they 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 deserve blessing too, and blessing strangers is kind of an interesting topic and i 'm going to just leave one drop one thought and then turn this over to art when I was young, I was taught many ways to bless a nation, to bless a city, many, many ways. Some of them are religious and some are secular. Some of them are new thought. Some of them come from specific traditions. But I was only when I met some neo-pagans, and I don't mean all neo-pagans, I was told that to bless strangers was a forbidden blessing because you needed the permission of the blessed one to bless them. Hmm. This was very odd to me, and I didn't really know what to say or do about it. I, I just um, listened to people talking about it, and I, I just told them, well, that's okay, you can believe that. So to deal with that matter, because we will hear it, and people who hear this show will say it. In my tradition, we don't bless strangers. I'm just going to say, I hear you, but that's not what we're doing today. Today we are Blessing Strangers because there are traditions in which that is not only permitted but encouraged. Okay? So now I'm going to turn this over to Reverend Art.
4: Well, thank you, Ms. Katz. You know, Blessing Strangers is is such like an ubiquitous notion. You know, it's like you mentioned. You're very prone to, I don't know, in like a LinkedIn sense, you know, your your first-level connections, or even your second-level connections of those people that you may work with and such, you're prone to want the best for them. You're prone to feel that empathy and that sympathy uh, for those people. Um, You know, and even though we're daily, inundated with information from around the world about, you know, the struggles here, the struggles there. It's very kind of hard for some folks to get into that mindset of bestowing blessings on people you've never met. You know, it's like, you know, for some people, it's like, is it worth the effort? Is it going to matter? The answer is yes on both parts. And really getting into that mindset of it it almost kind of lends itself to almost a utopian sort of a sense where, you know, the greater good of your fellow man. Um, You know, people, you see it all the time, you know, people on, especially on social media now, where somebody will post, oh, I'm having, I I, I have this struggle, I have that struggle, and the, you know, the GoFundMes are never-ending at this point. Um, and you always see those comments, sending good vibes, you know, <laughs> praying, or, or or just a little, you know, the, the clap, the, well, it's actually a high five symbol, but it looks like praying hands that people give. Um, and that's kind of where it ends. And, you know, that's why tonight I'm kind of really excited to, to talk about this, namely because we're taking an active role. We're taking the bull by the horns, and, and really putting some, you know, meat on the bones of sending good vibes to folks around the world. You know, there's there's no shortage of things that, while they might not seem like they affect us, they do. You know, we have you know, the war in Ukraine. We have the unrest in insanity going on in the Middle East. There's Iceland is breaking apart because of a volcano erupting, you know, right under their feet. So, you know, this is something it, it does affect all of us in one way, shape or form, whether you feel it as a direct impact or not. And, you know, really kind of getting into that a little bit more. There's there's so many different ways to mm. go about sending blessings, sending, you know, to, to complete strangers. And it's, it's kind of intriguing to me that people, practitioners, really seem kind of stymied and stumped by how exactly to go
2: about that. Um, Well, let's talk about some practical ideas, all right? Um, You know me. I like to break things down into form, blessing people with water, blessing people with candles, blessing people with amulets and talismans and sigils, and blessing people with um, prayers and blessing them with incense and and so forth. Um, one of the religions that has a lot of distributed blessings is Buddhism. Very often there are entire rituals for the blessing of people. Another one is Judaism, which holds blessings for the healing of the world. Um, so there are these um, uh, ideas. Countryman, uh, can you tell us what you think about the different methods of blessing that are used that you're familiar with that you like to use.
3: Yeah, I think it's a really great
2: and important
3: idea. First the idea that the blessing of strangers can or couldn't couldn't be done. I come from a tradition where blessing is understood as abundance. And we don't come from a scarcity model. There is no scarcity of of, of blessings. You're never going to run out. (laughs) You you know, the bank of blessings isn't going to run out anytime soon. So the more you bless, the better it is. And in fact, as as Art was rightly pointing out, that there is blessings in the act of blessing. When you bless others, you yourself are also blessed. And so I, I approach blessings in a variety of different techniques. There are enduring blessings that I do. And enduring blessings involve some type of ritual action. That can be going through the house, for example, and incensing the house or, or sprinkling water, asperging the house, or, or even creating a blessed object, praying over a particular coin and placing that within the house. That's a hidden blessing. Or giving person a gift as a blessed object. I often do this through a book. Uh, one of my favorite methods, if a person has, has moved into a house or into a home uh, I will give them either a plant or a book that they will keep in the home and the plant in the book has been blessed if they're of a particular religious denomination then I'll find them the their sacred text a sacred text that generally has meaning not one that I bought off of Amazon but one that I found in for example a gift shop or one that is uh, you know an antique something that, that, that they'll cherish so for example, I've gifted Holy Bibles, I've gifted Quran, um, I've also gifted plants. And what I do is before I give them as a gift, I pray over them. I pray over them. I ask that so long as this object remains in that person's house, that their house remains blessed and that they are blessed with abundance and health and fortune and happiness. And I pray for that on behalf of that person. And then I give them that object and I give it to them and it remains with them. So there's this what I call enduring blessings, which are generally associated with either a physical object or a ritual act like a spurging and smoking. And then there are what I call on-the-go blessings. These are blessings in which someone comes to mind and you say a quick prayer to them. This is what we do, for example, when you see something horrific on the news, right? You see something horrific on the news, so-and-so's been in a terrible accident. You just say a quick prayer, Lord, I ask you to send your blessings on this person. And that in itself is an incredibly powerful act. You can do this, I do this when I'm driving, actually. When I go, when I'm driving, and I come, I drive by an accident. I do a quick blessing: Lord bless mm-hmm. whoever was in this accident, may may their difficulties come to an ease, whoever has harmed them and they have healing. May everyone be safe. You know, just a quick little prayer along those lines. Um, so you can tell that I divide my blessings into two: enduring blessings and blessings off the go. And then that shapes my approach: what materials I do, what rituals I do, what prayers that I say.
2: That's a wonderful way of looking at it. How about you art? Do you divide your blessings up in different categories or different forms? you know there's a lot of different
4: ways that I've gone about it, and actually, much to what Man was saying, you know one of my favorite things to do, and I've done multiple times over the years is and this this goes a little bit more towards um, complete strangers versus you know, somebody that I might have in some form of passing know, you know, is it's not difficult to obtain say, a pile of Bibles
3: mm-hmm.
4: and you know, like just like Contra Men talked about, you know blessing those Bibles, that the owner finds peace, prosperity abundance, wealth, protection et cetera, et cetera. and I will take those to distribution centers, places that will just hand them out, in in the hope that the you know they find their way into the hands of those that need them, and most oftentimes they do. Um, I've I've written blessings in the front covers of books and just donated a pile of them to you know different organizations. Um, I've done that with school students. You know there's different books that are mandated for schools to read, and you know sometimes schools struggle to actually have enough copies for all of the students, yeah, you know, pick up a pile not usually all that expensive if you buy in bulk um, mm-hmm. and and bless those and you know bless those children with the knowledge and the and the ability to you know really be able to excel in their academics and, mm-hmm. and build a strong future for themselves. You know, mm-hmm. it can be very foundational. This,
2: oh, this is the, the same ideas behind the Gideon Bible Society, which I don't know if people nowadays know as much about them as we all used to. But the Gideon Bible Society was founded um, for giving out a usually a complete Bible on very thin paper. It had to be thin because it had to fit into the drawer of a hotel nightstand no matter what style of nightstand that was. Sometimes there was no nightstand or there was no drawer in the nightstand and they would put it in the top drawer. And uh, the Gideon Society purchased Bibles and um, printed them and then placed them in hotel rooms. Um, there, it started with people actually checking into hotel rooms and then, you know, mm-hmm. putting them in there. But later, they would just ship them to the hotels or the hotel chains. Some hotels did not like having Gideon Bibles. Some did. And I even found some that only had the Book of Psalms, and it may have been my thought about that. I never asked. My thought about that was that the owners of those hotels were probably Jewish and said, "Not really into the New Testament. Can you just give me a Book of Psalms?" And you'd open it up, and there would be a Book of Psalms from the Gideon Society. Mm -hmm. So those those were um, the idea was that if you go to bed, you're in a strange bed, you're in a strange town, and you're worried. You might have a business meeting the next day. You might be traveling. Things are not clear to you. And you could use that Bible for comfort. If you were a religionist, you could also use the Bible for bibliomancy by opening it at random and getting an answer to questions. So that was a great blessing that the Gideon Society did. I think that kind of social involvement and engagement has fallen by the wayside as people have become more critical and less welcoming to others, to strangers. Mm -hmm. But it's still something that's a very, very wonderful idea. And if you can uh, contribute money to that, whether it's a Bible or some other thing, I think what happened also that there were people who were not Christians who said, this is bad, this is wrong. They also would say, if you need this Bible, take it with you. On some of the mm-hmm. Bibles I saw that would be printed, if you need this Bible, just take it with you. We'll send a replacement for the next person. It's okay. Yeah. So
3: they were I really actually, doing it. A... I was going to mention, I actually use those Gideon Bibles. So when I stay in a hotel, and this is one way of, uh, I could, of paying on, uh, paying forward your blessing. So what I do is I do two things whenever I stay in a hotel. Um, I take with me blessed money. And I leave a bit of the blessed money for the housekeeping, you know, a little bit on the bed before you leave, nice. so the housekeeping gets a, a bit of a tip. But I always make sure that I bless that tip, so that they have a good day, and that they continue to get good tips because. Housekeeping is the most underrated profession and often (laughs) often completely overlooked in hotels, and Lord knows the chaos and disasters that they have to clean up. So I always leave a little bit something for them that's prayed over, that's been blessed, and that I've smoked in some blessing incense. But I always leave $1 that has been blessed in the Gideon Bible. The idea being that if someone is having a bad month, a bad day, and they come back to the hotel, and they seek comfort in the Bible, that they'll find that blessed dollar and hopefully take it. And I've done, that, I've done that ever since I started traveling on my own. Whenever I travel, I take with me blessed money, some to leave for housekeeping, and one of the dollars I put in the Gideon Bible. So If you've ever
2: found a Gideon Bible with a dollar in it, it might have been mine, <laughs> because I've, I've, I've left it all over this country. Well, I'll tell you, I don't think you were traveling at the time. But many years ago, I opened the Gideon Bible in Topeka, Kansas, and there was you a dollar it. in it. So it wasn't you, from. but it was it was some yes. somebody had that idea. It's a wonderful yes. way to bless strangers, yes, yes. so that people that's know where, that someone cares. Yeah, exactly. it's one of the simplest the spells idea you idea can from. do. Yeah, That's where I got the idea. So I
3: opened the Bible up and I found a dollar. I went, this is a really great idea. Why don't I do this? And so, uh-huh. like, <laughs> yes, I, well, so I came across that. And I'm like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass this on and keep doing it myself. And so I have been doing it now for at least 15 years.
2: That's great. That's it wonderful. I, I love that one. Now, I'm going to tell you about a, a friend of mine, a graduate of my course. Uh, I don't want to call his name because he's a pretty private person. But... Um, he was talking with a, a mentor of his, and they were talking about blessing strangers. And the mentor said, you know, pick a town that's really in bad shape. And so they went through a list of towns um, that were known as like the 20 worst towns in America, you know, 20 worst cities in America type of list. And for some reason, this fellow picked Gary, Indiana. And he has never been to Gary, Indiana. He has probably no intention of ever going to Gary, Indiana, but he has set up a spiritual work for the blessing of Gary, Indiana, and he's been doing it for quite a while. I don't know how long, years I would say, um, about blessing places by setting up a small permanent altar for them. You don't need to ever have gone to that place. Maybe a photo of the place, a map, maybe some news clippings about what they need, what what help they need, and just bless your version of Gary Indiana. And I really want to thank him for telling me in detail how this was done. Like I said, I don't want to give away any identifying qualities of this person. He's a wonderful man, though, and really works hard to help others. And um, if you can spare a prayer for Gary, Indiana, he'd appreciate it. (laughs) But you can find your own worst town, Flint, Michigan, for instance, comes to mind. And there are a few other places, places that either have horrible pollution, have difficult crime that are suffering from poverty and so forth. Maybe think about putting them into your regular prayers and this reminds me of the old deacon's prayer that used to be said in all the old black Baptist churches that I used to go to. And the deacon's prayer usually contains some lines or word improvised. There's no text, so don't ask me to write it down. Um, but you can look at YouTube, look up deacon's prayer, and you'll find a bunch of examples. But uh, the, the, the idea is that you talk about someone, and the wording might go something like, um, "Someone's in a hospital; they're sick and can't get well. Someone's in a jail; they're mm-hmm. stuck and can't make their bail." And it just goes on. It's a list of people. It's usually done in a cadenced way, which we would call proto-rapping or or Baptist preaching style. And mm-hmm. then you call on there's there's one who can help them without fail and that's Jesus call on Dr. Jesus if you're sick call call on Jesus he's a lawyer in a courtroom he's a midnight rider and there's a there's a cadence and a set of wording that usually accompanies the um the deacon's prayer so it's a very good prayer specifically to bless everyone and sometimes they will include someone in this congregation has a secret they're keeping it's hurting their heart, you know, and it'll go on. and be All these sort of call-outs to the unknown, and the deacon will name them all. And so to do the deacon's prayer is to bless strangers. And because it's a Baptist prayer, it blesses them by asking Jesus to call on them, to come by here and, and help them. And uh, if you have a different deity, of course, you can adapt this to your deity, although I consider the deacon's prayer to be African-American in origin and that Jesus would be the being you would call on. And so even I, as a Jew, would call on Jesus when doing the deacon's prayer because that's who it came from and how it was originated.
3: That's fantastic. Almost every church I grew up in, had that deacon's prayer, and it was, and sometimes in, in, in advance of that, people would actually submit the issues that they were going in the way of anonymously writing. I'm facing financial difficulties, or my or my grandmother is sick, or something like that. So the deacon would specifically call those situations out within the congregation. One of our congregants is ill, or one of our congregants' family members is suffering. This, let's pray for them. These type of collective blessings are incredibly powerful. They're incredibly moving. They also build the bonds of community, and they remind us again that that blessings, there's no scarcity of them. That the community, that if you, and I think uh, if it's something you mentioned earlier, Miss Cat is really incredibly important. You said that you saw less and less of this sort of charitable attitude right uh, over the years and there's been sort of people perhaps backlash against religion we don't know but there seems to be some sort of scarcity around it now we see more and more people afraid to do it And i think part of that is that we're disconnected from community we're disconnected mm-hmm. from that sense of the communal because when you are in a community there's nothing strange about doing this <laughs> there's nothing strange in the same way that you find out your neighbor is going through a tough time you show up with a little bit of cake you show up with a little mm-hmm. bit of food you, should, you know, I hear, I hear you're having a difficult week this week. I just thought I'd bring by this, this bunt cake or whatever it is. Right? I thought I'd bring by the, 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 these cookies so you feel a little bit better. In that same way, blessings are sort of spread around, which is astrologically, blessings are the domain of Jupiter. Jupiter is about mm-hmm. abundance, about community, about giving back. It is known as the greater benefic, the great blessings of society. And so there are talismans that you can use in order to increase blessings. The talismans of Jupiter and timing astrologically to Jupiter allow uh, blessings not only to accumulate, but blessings to grow on their own. So if you time things, so like when Jupiter is ascending, or when Jupiter is in a very a positive place, like when it is in Pisces or in Sagittarius, or when it is in its exaltation, which is coming up in the in next year, and you do some type of blessing around that time, that blessing will be magnified and will continue on throughout the ages.
2: That's a good one. And I'm, I'm going to throw in something else because you mentioned talismans. Hmm. So um, I, and Shiva mentioned in the chat, although we didn't pick it up and talk about it, the use of amulets. And so I'm just going to mention coins as very simple blessings. We talked about dollar bills. Um, if you get a change, you can scatter it around. Um, it is well known that if you find a penny, it's lucky. It's a lucky penny. And so you just get your change and you throw those pennies down um, as you walk. And Shiva does this all the time. And the blessing would be, you know, whoever finds this, may they be lucky. You're just making them lucky. And um, these kind of coins are... Uh, People find them all the time. They go, how did someone have a hole in their pocket? No, often people were actually scattering those coins in the street or on uh, bus benches or wherever they might be traveling uh, to bring luck to whoever found them. It's a really easy way to work. One way that I kind of add a little power to it is when I'm doing a blessing candle Uh, I've I've mentioned many times before, I like to pay with a coin. as if I was paying for it in a church or something like that. I'm paying for the candle with a coin, and then when I have those coins, I give them to a charitable organization, which could be for in my case usually it's for animal rescue, but it might also be for medical needs for a certain type of disease or a certain group of people in a certain place who've suffered a tragedy or whatever it might be. And though that money, those coins are then sent, but they've also been blessed by my prayers with the candle. And this brings me to one other thing I want to mention, which is what I call piggybacking blessings. So let's say I have a client. Now this is really intended to be heard by my uh, listeners who are professional readers and root workers. So I have a client who says to me, I would like you to do a love spell for me. Pray for me for love. Light a candle for me for love. But when I do it, I always will add my own care circle, including myself. So if someone says, pray for me for money, I'll I'll say, well, health and wealth. And I always put health and wealth together because I figure that wealth without health is no good, and they do rhyme. So I will say, I pray for health and wealth for so-and-so and for all of me and mine, meaning my own family. And so the little extra bit, because I worked up ahead of steam there with that prayer, that little extra bit will come back on me like a tip. I guess you could call it a tip or a piggyback. Um, and it's a wonderful way to spread blessings. Uh, farther, so I might say, for me and mine friend, for all the people of Gary, Indiana, you see mm. so that's a good way to work. How about you, art? Do you have another one you want to share? you know, I kind of wanted to cut back to
4: one of the things that you'd mentioned this cat about using photographs of these mm. places and or people that you don't really know um, there's there's power in the imagery there there's strength in that imagery and it really goes a long way to focus those energies one of the things that i personally like to do is to take a photo of where wherever it is that i'm working on or if i don't have a specific photo that i like i'll use i'll use google maps and just print out a map of the area and putting that on your working altar, when you're working on blessings, when you're working on you know things for abundance, peace, harmony, tranquility, um, abundance, whatever whatever good you're putting out there, you know just having that there on the altar is in and of itself assisting in sending those blessings. You know, if if you so choose, and most oftentimes I do, I'll I'll write a petition out on the back of the image and and have it there with me. Um, We also have, you know, if you have specific community altars, I've seen some fantastic community altars in, you know, different metaphysical shops around the U.S., um, different denominational churches, where, you know, individuals can can leave pictures, can leave things. Um, but, you know, bringing all of that energy together to send these, these communal blessings is you, you can't deny the, that level of energy that you're really putting out there into the universe working with these images. And it helps you to direct. We're very visual. You know, humans are very visually oriented people. You know, I hear about it, people that struggle with meditation, et cetera, et cetera. You know, they have a hard time just visualizing things. Having those images is, is strong. That's that's one of the biggest things that I personally use in, in blessing an area, blessing a, a people, what have you. Um, and really to... It's something I also use um, in my Reiki practice as a Reiki master sending actually sending Reiki to these items we talked about amulets and talismans you know there are people that will take healing amulets healing talismans infused with Reiki and just lead them in random mm-hmm. places uh, around the world you know there's there have been prayers for, like, Tibet in in different places like that to end the struggle. Um, And and these these focused efforts really, I mean, it's exponential what you can accomplish. And also, you know, another thing that I like to do is I like to participate in prayer chains. Mm, That's great. you know we've we've kind of sure. you know Conderman talked about you know the 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 church pray, praying in church for the community you know the whomever whether it's the deacon or pastor whomever's at the front of the church you know they're calling out names and I mean I was raised Catholic so I, I as soon as Conderman started talking about that I still remember you know sitting there Lord hear our prayer Lord hear our mm-hmm. prayer Lord hear our prayer With, as as they would recite you know. At, at, each individual um, pray, uh, request, you know, in this day and age, a lot of us have gotten away from that community. Prayer chains are an excellent way to to really kind of still participate in community. There's there's a lot of community in and of itself. Yeah. Has
2: mm-hmm. become a struggle. We we have it's, a we have a really interesting post in the chat log that I'd like to read here is from um, Aya Asha, Ayah 13. And this um, is what it says. Prayers from stranger are a very powerful and effective blessing. Two years ago, as an author at the time, I had about 10,000 Twitter followers. I asked for prayers for myself because I could not shake long COVID. That same day, I felt better. I had not eaten in three months, serious, and I was in such pain I was willing myself to die until I thought of my husband and children. I then asked for the courage to want to live and the idea to ask my followers for prayers because more people love us than we know, and I began to feel better that same day. I blessed that person or people in return. I no longer use my author name on X because it's a dumpster fire and I want <laughs> no one to impersonating me. This is my testimony of how prayer changed my life because my family, hubs, and kids were praying for me, but the selfless prayer of strangers has special power, it is said. Thank you so much for posting that. And I want to add the Crystal Silence League is certainly yes. a place where we leave prayers um prayer chain where we leave prayers for other and it's um it's very very um powerful way of working and also air has something called the air pro bono fund and this is where we say prayers for uh, strangers, We give readings to strangers, and we also send them spiritual supplies, handmade spiritual supplies. And uh, you can sign up for it on behalf of yourself or a friend by going to the Air Readers and Root Workers site and um, just click on the link that says Pro Bono Fund, and you'll find out all about it. We send out packages regularly, and members of the Pro Bono Fund include every member of Air. It's obligatory that to be a member of Air... You have to be a member of the Pro Bono Fund, um, but it's managed mostly by Miss McKell, and um, it's really um, amazing the work that's done. Um, hey Maganda said in the chat, "The Crystal Silence League saved my dad's life last May. I truly believe it did." And um, thank you for that testimony, um, Maganda. It's an amazing group, the Crystal Silence League. It's just people who pray for strangers.
4: Crystal Silence League is fantastic, honestly. Um, Reverend James and I have a, a crystal altar set up uh, specifically just for the Crystal Silence League and, and being able to send and, and focus those intentions and those prayers to, to those who request and those who need. And, but this, this really goes to show the, the strength of prayer and the, your ability to affect change in others' lives. You know, mm-hmm. having it, – it is definitely a show of love. And like Conjurman said, you know, there's no shortage of blessings. And being able to put blessings out there, it does bring those blessings back home. So the more that we're out there, you know, I highly – and very strongly recommend the Crystal Silence League. I, I recommend it to clients. I recommend it to whomever is listening.
2: <laughs> um, right. But, the Crystal Silence but, League also has a radio show, and I'm sure there'll be an announcement for it, as they are one of the sponsors of this show. And uh, you might, you know, like listening to the Crystal Silence the Radio Show. In in the episodes, um, the Host of the Voice of the Crystal Silence League, John Saint Germain, reads out the names of people and what their prayers are, and it's um, it's really a a great way to pick up on what their needs are, and uh, everyone can use a a good prayer. I also want to give a shout out to Dr. Jeremy Weiss. Uh, he has a way of praying for and blessing strangers. He puts together with his two children. Uh, Personal um, goods, backpacks for homeless people. These are usually the intractable, um, mentally ill homeless or drug-addicted or alcoholic homeless who just need things like, you know, toothbrush, toothpaste, uh, socks, you know, that kind of stuff. They will tear them up, throw them in the street, and they need new ones all the time. They are uh, usually dis- leading disorderly lives, but that doesn't mean that they won't benefit from some form of... Um, Uh, personal care goods. So he puts together backpacks with these with his children and then they bless everything of course as they put it in and then those are distributed at homeless shelters and Dr. Jeremy has been doing that for years and it's just a very solid concrete way of blessing strangers. So, um, very
4: nice.
2: Yeah. Uh, any other um, ideas, um, Reverend Art, on how to bless strangers?
4: You know, I kind of wanted to, to circle back a little bit to, with, you know, I we had talked about the Gideon Bibles and, and things of that nature. Um, there are so many organizations out there that are built upon helping those in need. Um, and one of the things that I did want to mention too was an organization that I've I've supported personally was the, or is actually still the um, Alcoholics Anonymous, you know, individuals mm-hmm. that have struggled with addiction. Um, and I know a lot of people really kind of... Dis- they have difficulty in supporting organizations based off of the fact that a lot of them are religion-based. But, you know, providing materials that these organizations need to succeed, need to be able to, to really grow and serve, is also another way to, to really reach out and bless strangers.
2: Um, I I agree. I, yeah, I agree. Alcoholics Anonymous, and I would also say its uh, its sister group Narc uh, Narcotics Anonymous, Narcotics, yeah, yeah. and uh, and um, those have really um, helped a lot of people. People who I believe I never would have met because these people would have died before I met them, and so. This group is a community-based, um, so-called 12-step program. It usually does have a enough religion in it that you have to acknowledge some form of higher power. But I don't think that's going to be a shock to people who listen to this radio show. Um, but there's a a lot that they do in including holding these meetings where people can go when they feel that they're going to slip and fall back into a bad lifestyle or bad way of living. And they are really just there to help. And so how do you bless them? Well, first of all, you can recommend that people go to them. And um, the same is true of other things like suicide hotlines and stuff. Um, If you have a public website, that deals at all in metaphysical or occult things, you should have a list of those kinds of places available, maybe on a web page. Just spread the word about, keep it up to date, keep the phone numbers right. and URLs up to date. Um, we certainly do that at the Crystal Silence League so that there are these little headers. We also do it at the Lucky Mojo Forum. If you have problems, there's a little header that will say how to get health Mental health, help, how to join AA or, you know, reach out to AA. These things are in our forum, built in, sort of hard-baked into the forum. And you can do it, too, if you have any kind of outreach. Just put a little link on saying, you know, in trouble, need help, and just give them a page of that sort of stuff. It's really um, great. Uh, another Shiva added a lot that it, Lucky Mojo... Well, I'm Go sorry. Can I, can I finish what I'm saying? Uh, uh, Shiva added in the in the chat that at Lucky Mojo we've had shop managers who were in some cases uh, he calls them mover and shakers, but they were members of AA and NA and lecturers, and we were quite proud of them. They would really reach out and even reach out to other employees would be hired who did have a problem, and these shop managers would sponsor them in AA or NA. It was really a very powerful organization. So I'm sorry, go ahead, Art.
4: Like Some people struggle with, you know, they might not want to, you know, purchase Bibles to hand out and things of that nature. Um, But with a lot of these, especially like the addictions organizations and such, you know, they have their five year, their ten year, their one year, those the little tuits that they hand out, you know, to to kind of, you know, celebrate those milestones, I've purchased those and blessed them much like you were we were talking about blessed coins for luck and, and things of that nature. And and provided those to the organizations to help support them in their strength in their on that, on that path to, to better health and sobriety. Um, there's other organizations, you know, organizations that, that cater to children that are, you know, they, they may be at their regular schooling. They're not getting everything that they possibly need. You can donate other kinds of materials. Blessed boxes mm-hmm. of crayons. Blessed boxes of colored pencils. Mm. Blessed mm-hmm. packets of paper. You know, just lined paper. Good old run of the mm-hmm. mill. You wrote a Dollar Tree or Dollar General and you pick it up for fifty cents. Send mm-hmm. it on over. You know, these are all ways to to really kind of you know build on these communities. Another thing I wanted to mention too, um and this is something I I actually i personally enjoyed in my own practices, you know, I've I've worked in a soup kitchen where while preparing the meal, it, you know, everybody knows Reverend Art's favorite book is Who Do Food and <laughs> much much along those lines, you know, working with these communities that, you know, they're struggling. They need the services that these food pantries provide. The soup kitchens provide it also provides you that opportunity to, to to spread the love, to spread the energy, to spread the, the, the strength and the protection and the, the tranquility that they need to be able to, right. in some cases, just to face another
2: day. Right. Um, in the chat, Phyllis Margaret Gabor mentions Toys for Tots is another place where you can send blessed um, cool. toys. Um, yes. And uh, – uh, Dr. Sweets mentions that Dr. Jeremy Weiss at the Temple of Miriam has a page on how to bless someone with the priestly benediction, um, uh, which is found in the book of Numbers six twenty-four to 27. That's a good one, too. Um, I'm going to also talk about um, blessing strangers who you meet on your daily rounds, not just in the abstract, you know, not just sending Bibles out or crayons or whatever it may be. But every once in a while, especially if you have a store like I do, people will come in and you'll see that they're sad or something's wrong. Sometimes, uh, and I'm not much of a hugger. In fact, I'm not a hugger at all because I'm just too autistic for hugging and then COVID just knocked it in the head. So I just go over and I look at them and I just say, is there anything I can do to help you? That itself is a blessing. All right. Mm -hmm. There is our Time's up, notification. So let's um, move on to the next stage of our reality, um, which is to meet our client and do a reading.
1: Thank you, Miss Kat. Support for this program is provided by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California and located online at luckymojo.com. And by the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, AIR, a directory of ethical and authentic conjure practitioners located online at readersandrootworkers.org. And by Hoodoo Psychics, the first psychic line run entirely by Hoodoo practitioners. Receive a reading with a trusted root worker instantly. Call 1-888-4-HOODOO or visit hoodoopsychics.com. And by the Crystal Silence League, a free online prayer service of the Association of Independent Spiritual Churches located online at crystalsilenceleague.org. Now it's time to go to the phones and talk to today's client. Our client is Tara calling from 516 in New York. Tara, are you there? Yes. Welcome to the show. And you've indicated that um, you've not had a reading on this situation before. Is that correct? Yes. Thank you. And she writes, my husband got let go from his software development job in October. There is fierce competition and few jobs in this sector right now, and we're afraid he won't get anything for a long time. I cannot work legally, but I would do off the books if I could find something I'm able to do. I would like some timing for when he will get a job, plus any tips for job hunting, business ideas, and sweetening up hiring managers. Turning it over to you, Ms. Kat.
2: All right. Um, I'm going to turn the first reading over to Conjure Man. Uh, But isn't this interesting? I had mentioned Conjure Man. Take note that I was getting all these calls from people who were changing jobs, whether they wanted to or not. Interesting. Um, Yeah. So there here they are. So, uh, Tara, what sign of the Zodiac are you and what sign is your husband? I'm an Aries and he is cancer. Okay. Aries and cancer. And you mentioned that you cannot work legally. I have to ask, is that because you don't have papers in the United States or that you're collecting some other form of benefit from the state or the federal government that would be jeopardized if you worked? It's disability related. I can't do a formal full-time job anymore that provides health insurance. So I'm 60 years old. I'm afraid of losing my health care, and that's right. why I don't really want a formal job. I understand that, and, and that is a, a catch-22 that many disabled people fall into. They get very little for disability, but if they get a job, they get off, kicked off of disability and don't get health care. And um, I can hear it even in your voice and the way you're breathing. You probably are disabled, and you're not lying about that, so I feel it. Um, anyway, I'm going to turn this over to Conjurman and he's going to do a reading
3: <clears throat> Yeah, thank you for that uh, uh, it, is, it is interesting, can't they talk about quite a bit of jo- uh, doing
0: readings around jobs And then
3: we have one for today um, So I've pulled a few cards here to take a look at the situation First, I, I should point out um, There's a lot of conversation right now going on about how the economy is looking good And unemployment is down But those numbers are incredibly deceptive they often don't address the fact that, for example, the jobs that people are getting aren't particularly high quality jobs, or the fact that some people are getting temp jobs or seasonal jobs. They don't account for things like that. The sort of superficial markers that the economy is supposed that the good doesn't necessarily reflect what people are experiencing. And the fact that you That your partner was let go in October, I think you mentioned, and that they were now sitting in January and there's some difficulty finding it really speaks to that, that we are in actually a very difficult, difficult environment when it comes towards getting jobs. So I've pulled three cards here. Uh, and the very first card here does indicate uh, quite a bit of, of struggle and strife. we have the nine of swords and the nine of swords shows a person who is waking up in the middle of the night with nine swords hanging over them and they are uh, in a state of anxiety this is a nightmare inducing the circumstances are difficult the circumstances are hard and they are disturbing the peace that you have uh, this card does tell me that you should be mindful of your health as well That as difficult as the situation your financial circumstances are, make sure that your health is taken care of, your emotional health, your mental health. Uh, you mentioned that you're, you're disabled or you have some disabilities. Make sure that you're being taken care of in that regard because I do want to note that when events like this happen, when tension and extreme anxiety come in, they can start to take a toll on people's actual physical health both their emotional health and their mental health. Those of us that are spiritualists, those of us that are root whippers are very strong believers that spirit, mind, and body are intertwined. And when the mind is disturbed, the spirit is disturbed. And when the spirit is disturbed, the body is disturbed. So just be mindful of that. that. This card does speak to the difficulties you're facing with, the anxiety that you're facing with, but it is an immediate answer saying make sure that whatever work you're doing also involves some element of maybe sprinkling peace water around the house or doing something to make sure that the home and hearts are also taken care of so that you and your body are taken care of, so that there is a part of you that is focusing on the the mental aspect while you try to address the physical. Uh, The next card that we have here is the uh, Seven of Wands, and the Seven of Wands shows us a person who is fighting off Uh, individuals with stabs. and they're up on a hill, they have a staff of their own, and they're fighting, and they're sort of holding their own, but it is an even match. It speaks to the moment right now that you are in. It speaks to the reality that the competition is fierce, and whatever success that you can find in this instant, it's going to be about eating out a small victory rather than overwhelming victory over all odds, because you are faced against very, very competition. I think the mention here was um, software, some type of work around uh, software development. Um, I can tell you that it's software, software development, computer science is the most popular. Uh, major in the academy and everybody is going into that profession which means that there's a lot of jobs but it also means that there's an incredible amount of competition right now everybody is competing over the uh, same uh, number of jobs right the number of jobs has its sudden exponentially grown so the competition is incredibly fierce just from a practical point of view this is not an instance of just like their spiritual warfare it just means that there's literal competition there's very real competition here. It's very difficult. Um, and the, there is an indication that, that uh, any type of victory that will be had will be sort of random luck. Eking out of a victory, not an instance of overwhelming success here. So make sure whatever practical steps are taken, make sure the resume looks good. Make sure that everything looks good practically because it's going to be something minor that brings about victory. So it's going to be something like, oh, he happens to have a certification that someone else doesn't have. And that's what's going to help land the job. It's going to be something like completely overlooked, something very minor, but it is going to be crucial. The good news is that there is a chance of success here. It will, however, take time. The final card is the Six of Swords, which shows us an individual ferrying some refugees through some difficult waters to a distant land. Uh, the immediate answer is that in regards to timing, I do not see this happening within the next month or two. I actually see the timing being much longer than you hoped for. It will stretch you to the point of your, the end of your tolerance. So you will come right to the edge of how much more you can take, like your finances will be stretched right to that end before you finally see a breakthrough. So you're still in this for a couple more months based, a few more months based on this reading, but there will be victory, and it will be victory through someone else's intervention. It might be someone who's in the profession. It might be some type of connection like, hey, I'm, I'm doing this startup. Why don't you come and work for me as a swap? Something along those lines. There's going to be some type of link, like a person who helps them land. The job, a third out, out, outside source, a third party, that is going to be the key to the success, and that success will only come right at the very end when you feel that you're sort of reaching your breaking point. So there is a couple more months left before we see victory. With that, I'm going to turn this over to Art, who's going to do your next greeting, and then Miss Cat will give you some work advice.
2: All right, Reverend Great. Art.
4: Thank you, conjurman, and thank you, Miss Cat. All right, so did pull three cards of my own, and tonight must be the Knight of swords and wands. Um, lot, lot of interesting stuff here. You know, first card that I pulled was the six of swords in reverse. You know, the, mm. what this is showing me is that you know there was there was something. It, it was time to move on. There was there was something that there was a need for a transition that honestly had been it had been evident but we were reluctant to to actively pursue it and the energies of the universe kind of conspired and said well it's time to move on here we go you know it it, it speaks to the discomfort of the of the situation and one of the things that, in, in its reversed pattern, that's showing me is that there, there's still a resistance to this change. There's still a resistance to the, the transition. And that's one thing, you know, much like Conjureman mentioned, you know, it, it the, the everybody says the economy is doing well, jobs are in abundance. Um, I also understand the the plight of you know more senior workers and stuff that sometimes it is scary. but altogether, there's there's an indication here that that this was actually a needed change. Um, following that comes up with the two of ones. And what this is telling me is that it's to this point, you and your husband have not truly built a kind of a clear plan of action for what you want to move forward to, what, where you want to go, where you want to take this. And that is part and parcel what is kind of showing this slowdown in, in the timing of him obtaining a new job, a new position, et cetera. You know, it, it's a, it's a call-out to you need to be looking at your longer-term goals, your aspirations, and, and really focusing in on what, where you need to be, where you want to be as a couple and him as an employer employee as well. You know, there, there are decisions that you have to make, and I, I feel that you're already pretty aware of what some of these decisions might be. Um, the universe is kind of in a in a hurry up and wait pattern, waiting for these decisions to be met, to be made. Final card that I pulled, Queen of Wands. This talks to determination for me. She's she's in in the deck that I use, the Thelma deck. You know she is wearing this vibrant red gown, you know, she is ready, she is willing to go, she's got her staff, she is marching forward, this is something that really speaks to, you know, you're not out of the game, there is, you need to take the bull by the horns, for lack of a better way to put it, and, and really push towards what, what it is that you, de- these goals that you need to decide. Um, harness your power, harness your energies, harness your skills, and, and really be bold in, in what you want, what you want to accomplish. Utilize your network. You know, reach out. Um, if if your husband had been in this position for any length of time, I'm sure there are, there's probably folks that that he could very easily reach out to. You know, there's there's some impetus here for for networking and and really working that network. And through these expressions, it's going to start moving that that dial forward. You know, like Condraman said, I'm not seeing this as being A a quick solution. You're in uncharted waters. However, if you refocus on what matters and where you want to be, the answers are there.
2: Good. Okay, we've got just enough time for our spell now. Um, So uh, I want to first, before beginning the magical part of the spell, I want to thank Asha, Aya Asha Thirteen. No. Aya Asha Aya thirteen, whatever. I always say that name wrong. Sorry, hon. Um and uh and there is mention that um uh, she made of a um, a website uh with a, a free email newsletter called Rat Race Rebellion that provides updated info on vetted remote positions for people up and down the spectrum as far as expertise is concerned. You have to jump on the postings immediately because they're very well paid and highly competitive. The website is Rebellion, all one word, ratracerebellion.com. So thank you for that, Aya. That's really Useful. All right, now I'm going to get into the magical aspect of this. For one thing, if you do get Rat Race Rebellion email, uh, print them out. Put them on your altar. Um, put some coins around them and light a candle. That's a good way to draw the energy to yourself to get yourself that job. Another thing that you can do, um, because we had a card called the Two... Of wands I believe and that's about husband and wife working together two people working together in this case husband and wife this may require both of you doing some kind of work together and setting long-term goals in that card the man is looking at a distant shore and planning how he's going to get there but he's waiting for a companion So I'd like the two of you, if your husband will work with you, the two of you to work together, sit for a moment, talk about it, hold hands, you're in this together, you need a life raft for the both of you, and each of you come up with what you can do to help. Now, what you can do to help might be something as simple as we'll eat more home-cooked food and less expensive restaurant food or eating out. We will not go into credit card debt, we will We will just reduce our expenses as we need to to keep our money flowing because this is going to be the two of you together. Um, And then when you asked about what can be done to get hiring done, well, there is a book we published called Cash Box Conjure. And in that, there are a lot of spells for job getting. But um, one of my favorites is to uh, wear a bay leaf in your shoe in which you have written words like, hire me. Now you say, well, he's not going to be doing this in person for an in-person interview. It's going to be remote. So whatever your computer is, or if you use um, your phone, whatever case you have around your phone, whatever stand your computer is on, put some of this stuff so that your computer or keyboard, under the keyboard if it's separate, um, uh, taped under the bottom of the laptop, whatever you're going to do, it is going to become a portable altar." And in that, you're going to write your prayer on a piece of paper. Um, and you can also use a quote from the Bible. Um, now, I'm not a very good Bible-proof texter, I must say, but it's the one about um, um, uh, the laborer is worthy of his hire. And um, God knows it's somewhere in the Bible, and you're going to go look it up at Bible Hub or something like that, and you'll find it. You can write that down. You can also just write, hire me. On a bay leaf, you can also put five finger grass in with um, that because that's for favors. Ah, 1 Timothy five eighteen says, Reverend James. Hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, there we go. I think there's even maybe one from the older <laughs> the Old Testament too. Um, and so you're going to uh, have that and carry it with you. The other thing I want you to do, um, and this is Tara is because you have this situation with disability and being unable to work um, because you would lose your health insurance and disability um, benefits, I'd like you to come up with something that you can do, which is of a consultive nature, um, whether it's becoming a card reader, making wire-wrapped gemstone jewelry, uh, crocheting potholders you need to contribute something and every one of those things that you make or do should be dedicated to the pair of you um, and I know uh, you can laugh at crocheting potholders oh and James says it's also in Luke ten seven. yeah James it's all over <laughs> thank you so much James is good um, but crocheting potholders people say well what does that mean um, Uh, That's how old women used to earn a little bit of pin money, a little extra money, what used to be called butter and egg money. And so go look at Etsy. Look at the kind of things you can make or do if you have the use of your hands. If not, if you have the use of your voice, then think about the kind of consulting or helping you can do for people with your voice because you're going to be a part of this as well. Last piece of advice from a Taurus, cut up your credit cards Pay off all credit card debt and start setting aside actual real money. All right, that was my advice. All right, we're going to have a new network schedule announcement, but first, our same old, same old network identification Tritone.
0: LMC. you're listening to the LMC Radio Network, broadcasting out of Forestville, California, on the World Wide Web at LuckyMojo.com. The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include the Lucky Mojo Hooter Root Work Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman, Sundays, 3 to 430 Mystics, Mages, and Magical Places with Reverend Art and Reverend James, Mondays, four to five thirty. The Crystal Silence League Hour with John Saint Germain, in syndication. Tuesdays, The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix Lefay, in syndication. Tuesdays, The Now You Know Show with Professor Porterfield, in syndication. Wednesdays, and The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Deborah Voigt, Thursdays. 4 to 5. All time specific, at 3 hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com.
1: Um, quick announcements about those upcoming shows on the lmc radio network monday january 22nd at 4 p.m pacific 7 p.m eastern time on mystics mages and magical places join reverend art and myself for a magical coaching q and a And tuesday january 23rd on the crystal silence league in syndication will be the topic of the astral tower and tuesday january 23rd on the which the priestess and the cauldron in syndication with miss elvira and phoenix lafay will be the topic of protection magic and Wednesday, January 24th, on the Now You Know show in syndication with Professor Porterfield, will be the topic of Psalms to Quell Your Enemies and Cinnamon. And Thursday, January 25th, at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, on The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Miss Elvira and Deborah Voigt, will be the topic of Overcoming Imposter Syndrome. And now it's time for our free spell segment from our special guest, Reverend Art of FolkConjure.com in Western North Carolina. Take it away, Reverend
4: Art. Thank you, Reverend James. So freestyle for today, calling it Blessing in a Bottle. So the things that you're going to need are a container, such as a small jar or bottle with a securable cap or lid, some Epsom salts for purification, some, an Angelica root for protection, some basil for peace. You're going to want an image of a saint or deity of your choosing, some examples like St. Francis for blessings of peace and protection for animals and wildlife, the Virgin Mary for general peace and protection Guanyin Yin for compassion, mercy, healing, or Brigid for peace, healing, and protection. You can really adapt this to your, your personal path. Grab an oil that meets your, your goals and your intentions. Things like Blessing Oil for general support of your intentions. Tranquility to bring peace. 7-Eleven Holy Type for healing, protection, and peace. You can even use Van Van for, to clear negativity and provide protection. You need a small, clear quartz crystal for amplification, a white candle. You can use a chime, tea light, etc. And find a blessing of your choice or write one of your own. You can use something like Psalm 4, 8. In peace, I will lie down and sleep for you alone, Lord, to make me dwell in safety. Or Psalm 27, 5. For in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his sacred tent and set me high upon a rock. Um, once you gathered all of your materials, you're going to want to cleanse your workspace of any potential negativity. You can use Florida water or purifying incense or whatever method you use. Recite your blessing as you begin. Take a container, add the Epsom salt, Angelica root, and basil while stating their purpose for purification, protection, and peace. Next, while asking the saint or deity for their intervention on your intentions, take the image you chose and dress it in a five-spot pattern, dotting all four corners and the center, and add it to your container. If you'd like, you can also write a petition on the back of the image before dressing it. Using your selected oil, dress the clear quartz crystal and add it to your container. Add a few drops of the oil to the container as well. While reciting your blessing, close the container and dress your white candle with your chosen oil and set it alight on the lid, charging the work with your intention. Once the flame's burned out, It's ready for deployment. Take your container and bury it in the area you're working to bless—a forest, a neighborhood, general uh, the city center, something whatever whatever it is you're trying to to send those blessings to. And while you're doing this, say, "May all who walk this land be blessed," or "May all within this community know peace," or something similar. Additionally. You can also deploy the container into a river or stream and states, may all lands touched by these waters be protected, purified, and no peace. And that will be our free spell for today.
2: Wow, that is mm. wonderful and so, so cool. well thought out. I really, really, I mean, that that's step-by-step, folks. That's the way to teach it. Uh, nothing is uh, left undone. <laughs> I really like it. Um, the interesting thing about the clear quartz crystal that stuck out in my mind for a moment—I wanted to say something about that—that that goes right to the teachings of the Crystal Silence League, in which um, Claude Alexander Conlon said that one time he was walking around and he was at a place where there were actual, you know, crystal quartz fragments on the ground. We find that in California. I don't know where he was, but um, sometimes you'll be in an area where you find these quartz crystals. And he realized they were sparkling in the light, and he got this idea for the crystal silencing that quartz will send out a message. And of course, he used a a crystal ball, but you could also use a crystal point or a double-ended crystal point or even a carved piece of quartz or even a tumble polished piece of quartz, because quartz um is usually sort of refractive and diffractive inside if you know what i'm talking about it's not like glass it's really got little bits in it and that's why that is used in that spell so uh, that's a really wonderful thing to to uh mention so thank you reverend art for that
3: my pleasure it is fantastic i haven't, used, I haven't seen the use of course like Battle before so it's really cool
2: yeah yeah they really they really do um, move uh, thoughts. Crystals do move thoughts, and quartz is the sort of the universal one. It's sort of like uh, wiring your house up with electricity. Do you have a quartz crystal around you? I'm I'm looking at one right now. I'm holding it right this very minute, and that's the thing that will send out messages.
4: So, you know, I do have really, another really quick one for anybody that would like to know. You know, using washing crystals, you know, the same the same ones that we, we mentioned, blessing, tranquility, you know, Lucky Mojo has a huge list of at, at com of different kinds of blessing washing crystals available. Um, mm-hmm. watch, if If you have clothes that you are donating to a homeless shelter, Wash the clothes with these blessing crystals before mm. you remove
2: them. That's a that's a really that good thing.
4: fantastic. Yeah, short, short, and sweet, and to the point.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, you know another thing that people um, do in the old days they would sprinkle uh, money drawing or some sort of attraction thing around their place of business, brick and mortar shop. But you can also, if you're washing the sidewalk and sprinkling things like that, you can say, may everyone who steps across this piece of sidewalk or through this piece of sidewalk, may their money be blessed. and May they have blessings. So again, piggybacking your blessings for yourself onto other people. All right. Blessing the sidewalk, blessing the laundry. All right. Well, there's our music. So we're going to give this back over to Reverend James. (laughs) She says, bless the air. Yes, that's true, and you can always bless the leaves and the trees to wave their blessings onto all. Um, go, go ahead, Reverend James. Let's have some final announcements, and then we'll all come back and say goodbye.
1: Thank you, Miss Cat and Conjure Man, and thank you, Reverend Art of FullConjure.com in Western North Carolina for being our guest this week. We invite you to join us next week when we will have Brother Christopher of com in Los Angeles, California, bringing us the topic on... I seem to have missed that. I will get back to you in just a moment. Once again, we've come to the end of another Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Work Hour brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California and online at luckymojo.com. You can find this cat via the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and ContraMan at ContraManconsulting.com in Mission Viejo, California. I'm your announcer, Reverend James, joining you from FolkContra.com in North Carolina. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Work Hour can be heard every week live on Blog Talk Radio at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and the shows are available in archive via luckymojo.com forward slash radioshow.html. For all of us at Lucky Mojo, I'd like to thank you for being here and invite you to tune in once again next week at the same time when you will hear the familiar strains of the Memphis Jug Band playing the Jug Band Waltz. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye.
2: All right, thank you. And what Brother Christopher is bringing us next week is Visions and Dreams for Luck and Success. Mm.
4: <laughs>
2: and that's going to be a good show. i going to tie in a little bit with that book I'm working on, on dreams, so I'll I'll let down my hair and give a few secrets along with Brother Christopher. All right, well, yeah. folks, <laughs> uh, this has been a wonderful show. Thank you so much, um, Reverend Art. You really brought it with you. That spell was something else, and um, thank you everyone in the chat for helping out so much. You know, you guys really make this uh, show what it is. I see uh, too many people to thank by name, so y'all know who you are, but um, we'll catch you next time. Good night.
3: Good night, everyone.
2: Bye.
3: Good night.